I just wanted to take a couple of seconds to let you know that I'm really thankful that you joined this podcast. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe, please share, let others know about it. If you have any questions, if you have any requests, well, feel free to comment uh, on the section below and I'd be happy to jump in on your request. Well, now enjoy the podcast. Thank you for listening. You are awesome. <laughs> I haven't done it for a while. Wow. Um, hey, Travel Tips Podcast listeners, this is Kai speaking. Thank you for joining. I'm here today with Claire Summers. Mm-hmm. Is it Summer or Summers? Summers? I wasn't sure. I just wanted to make sure. Hi, Claire. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, we wanted to talk about your experience with us. You went on a tour with us today. Uh, but first, I wanted to ask you if you would like to introduce yourself. Um, yeah, let's start right away with that. Cool. Um, my name is Claire, obviously. Um, Hi, Claire. Hello. <laughs> I am a full-time travel writer, travel blogger, digital nomad, I suppose. There are so many names you many, can... Many titles, many hats, depending on what day it is. Since when are you... Oh, depending <laughs> on the day. What day of the week is. <laughs> um, I have been travelling for two years. Actually, two years today. Uh, two years today. It's my travel Your anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, Happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, yeah, two years ago, I hopped on a plane to Guatemala. Um, so yeah, I've been hopping around Latin America mostly for the last two years, and finally settling a little bit here in Mexico because I'm writing a book, um, a guide to being a digital nomad. Actually, so That's that was great. my reason for kind of settling here in Mexico for a little while, and it's a beautiful place. It is, indeed. I totally agree since seven years. <laughs> a, a book? Uh, do you already have a release or is it already... So I actually have two in the pipeline. I have one that will be out the end of this month, which is The Solo Girl's Guide to Travelling Without Fear. Sounds very reasonable. <laughs> I mean, you as a girl travelling solo. Yes. So I've been, obviously, like I lived in Bogota in Colombia yeah. um, for a few months on my own. I've lived in places where... You know, they tell women that we shouldn't go. Definitely not go on our own. Um, so and you did it. I did it. I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I never actually wanted to come to Mexico because I had in my head that it was a scary place to go and that it was unsafe. Oh, instead you went to Bogota. Oh, no, no, no. I also, <laughs> I also didn't want to go to Colombia, but I got offered a job there, so I. That's why I ended up in Colombia. I see. But the same. The Colombia and in Mexico were the two countries I didn't want to go to because I was scared. And you were scared because of the news. Yeah, I think what you heard I think, I mean, or what Obviously, other... you can probably tell by my accent. I'm from the UK, and in the UK, like all we really know, of, especially Mexico and Colombia, is yeah. drugs, yeah, and kidnappings, and yeah, they're just they're, to me they're seen as unsafe places. Whereas actually, the places like Guatemala, which is probably more unsafe, yeah. like generally. Um, like, we don't really hear very much about those countries. So because they're not that touristy. Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't have the same preconceptions that I did about, like, you know, I'm going to go to Mexico and get kidnapped by the cartel or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's how a movie starts. <laughs> exactly. But that's what, you know, they're, they're the social references that I we have. So, um, so it wasn't until I got to Guatemala and then I was living with a Mexican um, a girl from Mexico and she was like, no. And everyone who came through the hostel was like, They'd come from Mexico. Yeah. Mexico's amazing, you've got to go here. And I was like, oh, 
You didn't get shot? No one came at you? <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> so by the end of the month, um, that book will be released? Yeah, that book will be released, and then the next one hopefully will be out next month. But I don't know. It's becoming a bit more difficult. To okay, well, write. maybe next month we have another podcast maybe. together, and then we can talk about that. I will make sure that, um, well, pass me the link, and uh, I will make sure that in the description of the podcast uh, we will find more information about that cool. book. I, I'm still waiting for, oh, I'm still expecting a, a, a signed <laughs> version. <laughs> Will it be a, a digital uh, version or do both. we have actually both? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Okay, uh, so you're a travel writer. That's uh, actually how we... No, no, the, no. We, we got introduced by Rodrigo. If you are a frequent listener to that podcast, uh, you already know Rodrigo. Uh, uh, our friend, no, friend in common. Yes. He introduced us. Mm -hmm. He employed a common, and we're working together on the project, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Uh, and um, well, that's how we met. And um, well, Claire is working a bit uh, for for Kai Tours. She's helping us with uh, the the content, uh, with some of the SEO. And uh, well, the first thing I did was sending her on a tour. <laughs> uh, where did you go? So I went to Chichen Itza. Chichen Itza. Um, yeah. And um, we wanted to take the chance, I wanted to take the chance to get, uh, it, it says a lot when I'm talking about the tours Kai Tours is doing, but it says even more, and that's what I'm uh, really interested in, uh, when somebody else is talking about it. So, Claire, how was your day? It was, or well, I started very early, Yes, I which, agree. Which, was, which was very difficult for me, considering I crawl out of bed at 8am most mornings. Um, but yes, it was an early start. Um, however, when I when they opened the door to the van and there was pillows and blankets in there, that made me very happy. <laughs> Great, I'm happy to hear that. That's the it idea. It was a very warm welcome. Um, so I was able to nap most of the way there, so it was totally fine. Um, so I've been to Chichen Itza before, it's not my first time. Um, but the first time we got there, we went with friends, we got there really late, it was really stressful, we got ripped off, ended up paying <laughs> like 200, two or 300 pesos each extra for some VIP car, I don't even know. Oh, I don't no. even know, like, and I knew this. At only, which point, just to warn others? So it's, when you, so it's when you come through the last toll, mm -hmm. just before you get to Chichen Itza, there's some guys who will flag you down and say free map. Now, I'm guessing that because you are supposed to pay like 200 pesos extra for this parking thing, mm -hmm. but only one person should pay that. And there was three of us in the car and he charged each of us and probably pocketed the money. Now, I knew this was going on, but, yeah. I, but I was so tired and so angry at the time because we were there so late because my friends were met like wanted to go to a vegan cafe and like... You rented your own car and we got... We rented a car, we didn't know about the toll roads, so we went the other way, so it took hours. <laughs> like, I was just getting super annoyed with the guys I was with, and we were really late. So then when um, Carlos was like, oh, let's get this special ticket, I was like, just do whatever you want. <laughs> so then we get in there and we realise that we've... Uh, we spent all this extra money and then we only have like an hour to walk around the park because it's about to close. You were that late. Yeah, so I was like, I was not a happy bunny. And then we got in there <laughs> and obviously we didn't have a tour guide and I, I now know that we missed out the majority of the park, the majority of the site. I see. We didn't even see it because I didn't even know. When I, when I went on the tour on Sunday, um, uh, yeah, I realised that. I was like, oh. There's more. We didn't see any of this, and like actually, that was some of the most interesting stuff that we stayed for a very long time. But yeah, so the first time was was really stressful. 
cost us quite a lot of money in petrol, tolls, everything, and and then we didn't have a guide, so it kind of it just fell a little bit flat for me. I was like, meh, it's <laughs> meh. So going this time, I was really, um, I was really keen to experience how it is going on a tour. Um, I'm not a group tour person. You will not catch me sat on a big bus full of people being herded around, like, unless I'm with my mother who loves stuff like that. Yes. Like, well, she doesn't love, she'd actually prefer a private tour, but she's more inclined to go on a group tour. Me, no, I don't. It's, I, I it's just I'm not my thing. People, guy, I don't like other people. It sounds. You don't like other people infringing on my experience. And there's yeah. always someone who's asking too many questions, or you're being rushed, so you can't finish. Like, no, I just, it's just not me. I'd rather go and amble around somewhere on my own and try and find my way there on the bus or you know I, yeah. I like the adventure however I feel like doing something like Chichen Itza if you don't have a tour guide who can explain what these mounds of rubble mean <laughs> it's kind of a bit pointless you just like okay there's some nice there's, there's a nice pyramid <laughs> okay here's some more bricks okay good <laughs> actually they're really nice uh, reconstructed the way they, the archaeological uh, yeah. work was done there uh, Chichen Itza is a very good example but we also went to Ekbalam yes you... and obviously like I mean you kind of notice that things are a little bit weird yeah that it's like a little too bit good off. to be true you're like this is doesn't really make sense. Why is this round and everything else is square? Yeah. And so again, having a guide who's explaining what happened and like it just it, it adds a whole different layer to it. Yeah. For me, and we were there. We, we were a small group. There was only five of us plus the guide. Um, and we got there early, so we were able to. I mean, I would. You remember have, the time you arrived? We arrived just before eight o'clock. So Great. it was already starting to be a bit of a queue there. Yes. However, we were able to get in and. People want the, the Instagram picture with Chichen Itza without, that, without all the yes. people in it. Yeah. I mean, I was, the one good thing about getting there so late last time was that I got some really good pictures. Because you were so late. Was Nobody. So late. <laughs> there was no one else there. They were dragging you out. It's yeah. time to go. No. Exactly. So I got some good pictures. So I wasn't too bothered about that. I was more interested in, yeah. the, in the history and that kind of stuff. And luckily the group that I was with, um, the family I was with, They'd been there before as well. Yes, they and did that they, tour two years ago with yeah. us. The very same tour. It's yeah. it's funny. Which says a lot. They wanted to do it again, but they they so they really wanted to learn about the history. So we actually hardly spent any time at the main yeah at the main pyramid. We were round the back like with everything else and like um Juan Juan, Juan, Juan yeah. our guide just knew so much stuff. So we got so much information. And I, I mean, I really appreciated that. I really enjoyed the history lesson. I'm guessing if a family is not so interested in that's history, a different, yeah. we wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't spend so no. much time there. And that's the great thing about having a private tour rather than a generic yeah. big tour where you're just getting a spiel. You're getting a script from the tour guide who's catering to like 20 people's needs. Have you seen those where the guy is wearing a microphone oh, and, and people are uh, running behind him with, with <laughs> Earphones? No. I, I have seen those and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I could I could not do that. Because that guy, he's not even paying attention to the people behind him. No. He's just walking there and yelling in his microphone. Yeah. 
this is scary to me. I mean, how? Yeah, it's very unpersonal. Like, yes, not... that's what I mean. With with the scary, you're just walking. Be. I mean, you don't even need that guy anymore if you're just listening I mean, to a tape. Honestly, like if you really want to do Chichen Itza on the cheap, and you don't want to pay for a guy, you can get an app on your phone. I there are apps there. I, exactly. I mean, you're going to get a generic thing, but to me. There's, there's not really much difference, and at least with the generic app, you're not going to look like a fool walking around. Right. <laughs> and it's more personalised since you can stop the ad every once. Exactly. But I mean, to be honest, coming up from Playa del Carmen, if you really wanted to go to Chichen Itza on your own, I would not recommend coming up from Playa. I'd recommend going and staying by the lead or staying in Merida. Yeah. Like, it's just, How long did it take from uh, Playa del Carmen to get uh, to, oh, to Chichen Itza? Because that's a very common... Oh, uh, on, on, with, with you? Yes. Um, less than two hours. And when we drove in the car, we didn't go on the toll road because we didn't know about it. It took... Then it's a long run. Oh, I think it took nearly four hours. Wow. I think... Oh, Carlos was driving and he was being super slow. <laughs> no, but that's why we go over the toll road. It is actually doable within or less and, than and two I mean, hours. The great thing about the toll road is it's just a straight line with no speed bumps. So you can get some good sleep in those two yes. hours because you're not interrupted. <laughs> I, I agree. Also, reason for the pillows and the, and the blankets. It's very, actually a boring road. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel sorry for the driver. because Yeah, it's, it's just a straight road. Exactly. Um, but yeah, sorry, I interrupted yeah, you. No, no, so no. Uh, Juan was giving you a lot of information. Yeah, so we got a ton of information. So we actually stayed a longer time in Chichen Itza than what he normally does because they were like we were. They were so interested. Yeah. Um, and then after Chichen Itza, we did what something you don't normally do. I don't think it's not so normal to do it. Is a day tour to Ekbalam as well? Um, no, it's an add-on. We, yeah. we, we offer that. It's, um, well, totally uh, from out of the um, the time. Yeah. It's, it's manageable. Uh, we add, we can add it to the tour, but it's not the common tour we do. So I think not, generally with the tours that go to Chichen Itza, they all go to... Um, the Cenote, Ikea. Ikea. Like... <laughs> Just check it out. If before you book a tour, that's going to take you there. Like seriously, you do not want to go there. It's funny. We get requests. Like, people want to go. Like it's just honestly, just if you're if you wonder what we're talking about, just Google photographs of this place because do your like, research. You right? can't even move in there. You can't even move in there for people because the coach, like everyone, goes there. And it, I mean, I've been. We went. It's beautiful. But we we got there at like. It's meant to close at six o'clock. We got there at quarter to six. They let us in. Yes, there was no And then there. they actually stayed open till maybe like 6.30. So when we were in there, there was no one in. Yeah. But I mean, all of those bodies all day going in there. Like, this is not a sonata you really no, want to go to. No, that's a tourist stew. <laughs> <laughs> like, trust me, you don't want to go there. So what I like about if we did, you know, if we had done the sonata option, you take us to a different... Yes. It's one of the, like, I mean, there's so many sonates here. There's so many beautiful sonates. Let me quickly tell you why uh, so many tour operators go to Ikeel. It is, it is a pretty, pretty scenic uh, view once you're down there. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, plus, they have really good facilities. The car they can Exactly. They, they can just manage so many people. Yeah. Their kitchen is, let's say, relatively good. The food mm -hmm. is not bad. And um, they just can get through with so many people at the time. Absolutely. The, the bathrooms are clean. There's nothing bad I can say about 
Ikea except the fact that there are hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing and that's the reason why so many people or so many uh, tour operators go there. I mean, there's not many solutions that have those facilities, like changing rooms, showers, everything. And there's a huge car park for the coaches. Oh, they're fitting 30 to 40, I estimate, of those huge coaches out there in the parking lot. That's always my point or or my argument when people ask me, why uh, why don't you want to go there? I said, they are fitting 40 of those coaches out there. Do you really want to be coach number 39? You have to queue up to get into the Sonata. Yes. In the worst case, we're always, try- <laughs> we're always trying, I mean, when people are insisting, we bring them there. And many times we're actually ahead of the masses, so yeah. it's kind of manageable. But for the rest, it's a very generic, a very, uh, um, yeah, uh, well, what's the right word? Generic, and there's a lot of uh, concrete, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. things already adjusted. It's just not the type of a cenote as you as you would expect or as I as a operator want my guests to see. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I'm sorry I was interrupting. No, no. So, so yeah, so we didn't go to the Sonito, we went to Ekbalam mm. instead, which I was really happy about because I had not been there and I wanted to go. Did you like it? I did, I really liked it. It's very, it's small um, and it's very interesting, the restoration. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I feel like... It's like it, it amused me because it's so typical of this area. Because I mean, to us as outsiders, we see these ruins and we think, you know, it's it's magical and it's like wow. Yes. These the, these incredible sites. Like, how did they do this? And there's so much like interest and mystery. But for the local people, they've always been there. Yeah. They're just piles of like they're their history, obviously. Yeah. But there's not quite so much. I don't know wonder and so when they were told like when they were restoring it they were just rebuilding it like oh maybe this would look nice that's do it like this rather than necessarily you know like painstakingly restoring it to as um, obviously there's, there's a commercial uh, um interest behind that as well to get it up as let's say quick as possible yeah. Considering that it is archaeological excavation, it's probably not in the best way done or in the most professional way. Uh, But on the other hand, it gives you a good understanding or an idea, let's say like that, uh, of what it could have been like. Uh, Especially Ekbalam and Kobar as well, um, those were uh, structures which they found totally buried in, in, in um, earth and ground. It was totally uh, grown over with plants, trees, so it's very hard to actually uh, find the structure underneath in, in good that. shape, obviously. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, so Ekbalam, like, you enjoyed it for anyway. Me, for me, Ekbalam and Koba are my favorite ruins. Yes, here. because you can climb them. You You're mentioning now by coincidence the two you can climb, or is it? Is yeah, that I, think, I think because you can climb them, like, and come and kind of being able to climb up the towers and to see, like to see the view, is is amazing. And also, I don't know, it gives you it's a it's much raw experience. I love the fact in Cobra that you can cycle around there. Yeah. And you feel like you're kind of on an adventure. Yes. And I feel like Equalam, it's it's kind of the same. You can climb on stuff. You're a lot freer. 
Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's small. It's not huge. It's not like it's not overwhelming. You remember? You remember um, for Chichen Itza and for Ekbalam, how much time did you spend on each site? I think we spent over two hours in Chichen Itza, maybe two and a half. Yeah. Even it could even be close to three hours. We usually wild. stay at least two. If uh, yeah, it was definitely longer. An average we would be two and a half. So I I estimate. I think it's probably about three, but Akbala maybe an hour. I mean, yeah. we were quite hot as well. And it's not the middle of the day. Not it's... everyone wanted to climb up. Yeah. I mean, I'm like a mountain goat. I kind of... You were not there. I ran up there. <laughs> got someone to take my Instagram picture and then... <laughs> I see. Did you already have it up there? Um, Just asking? You know, no, I think? haven't. I haven't. I'm What's really your Instagram been... account? If anybody's it's, interested. It's um, at Claire's Itchy Feet. It will be up in the next few weeks. Claire's Itchy Feet. Yes. Okay. Well, um, I already followed you, so anyway. <laughs> okay, anything else about the tour? What did you do after Aikbala? And then after we went to Valladolid, um, I'd been there before, we went and had lunch, which was really nice. How and was the food? It was good. Yeah, did yeah, you good. go to Las Campañas the, at the corner? Yes, we did. Okay, great. Um, it was nice that we had a choice as well, as like, where would you like to eat? A la carte. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what we... There is the cenote where we go usually, they have a buffet. And I'm not a huge fan, to be honest, I'm not a fan of a buffet. But they are doing a great job there. They have so much to choose from. And um, the food is so good there. It's the only buffet we have in all our yeah. tours and I really enjoy going there. I always, you should not, I always say to myself, you should not eat that third plate. <laughs> <laughs> and I always end up eating that third plate. It's, it's so delicious there. Anyway, uh, why the lead? We went to buy the lead, um, and then we went to one of the like, what's the word? One of the shops, like that more artisan kind of locally yeah. produced stuff. And again, Juan took us around the shop and introduced us to some of the different textiles and different like locally produced products. Yeah. And that was really nice because I mean, he clearly has a relationship with the shopkeepers as well. And it was like, you don't have to buy anything. Yeah. Like they knew, you know, we were just going in to kind of have a tour around and learn about We stuff. do not and get I any commissions from the, from yeah. <laughs> the It was very, it was very, you know, some like more often than not, like when you're doing tours, you kind of get ushered into a shop. And yes. Like, you know, no, we don't do that. Like, it, didn't, it didn't feel like that at all. And he was very clear. He's like, you know, I come in here all the time. You don't have to buy anything. Like they're happy that, like, for us For, to go for us, um, let me stress that. For us, the most important thing is that you are having a good time. And um, we are also not upselling anything. Yeah. We do not drag you into shops where... Uh, there is a commission made. There are tours out there. They're actually making their money not at the tickets when you buy the tour. They're making their money in the upsell oh, during the tour. So uh, um, just want to make sure that <laughs> everybody who's listening here, we do not do that. Yeah. So if you ask us, we want to go shopping. We are more than happy to bring you yeah. to, to places where we know that people enjoy it. Yeah. But we will not drag you into shops in, in order to get a commission award. No, I mean, it was, it, was, it was definitely optional. But we were all really interested. It was nice. Like I especially love looking at all the clothes. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. And uh, and Merida as well. Yeah. Uh, those are the, the cities. Um, in this particular one, they had kind of things in different regions. Yes. And so that was... That was cool, and then they, then everyone else went into the cathedral. I didn't because I needed to go and do. Some, I wanted to go and buy a blouse somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and then the with the the family ended um, sampling a lot of tequila oh. <laughs> in one of the shops. <laughs> <laughs> but they decided to do all of their um, all of their 
like gift shopping in one go and Maddie's out, which you know it's more it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. In the shops that been <coughs> here. And via the lead. And via the lead. Yeah, that's and that's right, definitely. So they went in, did, got all like gift shopping done, and then we um, we headed home. So it you was, came back late that day. That was did. exceptional. There was we got, not we got a typical. Like, very like they were they were having a lovely time with the tequila. <coughs> I understood. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Okay, come on, it's time to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> it is from Valladolid to Playa Carmen another one and a half hours, ninety to hundred minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Juan was uh, sending me a text, uh, we are leaving now, and I'm like, what? This is late. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's also a typical thing for, for our tours. We would not push you. We would not. I mean, we're always trying to be back before it's getting uh, dark outside. Now in the winter, it's a bit tricky, though. But uh, that was an exceptional yeah. late return. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> thinking about you getting up at five-ish. Uh, because you were the first to be picked up before even the equipment and everything. The pickup for the people was at 6.30 or 6.20. It, it was at 6.30, but we got there at like maybe 10 past 6 and they were there waiting already. So we actually okay. left. Now that's something my guides are not very happy about, but I insist that they arrive 20 minutes early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, they always wait, why do we have to wait in front of the hotel? Like, how long does it take to change a tire? And they're like, 15, 20 minutes. Exactly. Those are the 20 minutes I always want yeah, them to yeah. be there early. They don't like it, but um, I there is no excuse to be late in a hotel at a private tour. There is no excuse. Yeah, I think mean, the, the family weren't sure if they'd be able to get a lift to the reception because it's yeah. a big resort, so that's... But they, but they, but they did, there. so they were, they were already there when cool. we got there. Okay, let's wrap it up. Let's, uh, any, any, in a summary, uh, your expectation, your, uh, how did we do, uh, anything else you want to add to the podcast? So my, my like personal um, recommendation, if you want to go and really enjoy Chichen Itza is to take a private tour. And I'm not, I'm not <laughs> in and I, I would no, expect you to say no, something. I mean, there's, I mean, be honest. <laughs> this, this is my honest opinion. Having done it both ways, I mean, if you're happy doing the big group tours and don't mind, but honestly, like, it's not that I, I don't believe the price difference is is that big if you're on a good quality group tour to taking a private tour. Quite often, the prices are comparable, and the experience you have, especially if you're on vacation, I feel like. It, it was just it was a completely different experience for me and it was a much more positive a much better experience um, and it's definitely changed my opinion about taking tours in general okay I'm happy um, to hear that <laughs> and and for me the you know if you're gonna if, you, if you're gonna do it then I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there like you know you should you should definitely consider taking a private tour with Kai tours because the attention to detail throughout the whole day was fantastic. Our guide was amazing, um, super super professional. I, I couldn't. There, there was nothing. There was nothing that I could that I could fault the entire day. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, quick question. We are now since a month using reusable bottles. Yeah. How did you perceive that? How because that's something most likely I haven't seen before. It's... I mean, any so there are some companies who I've come across because it's something. So as a as a travel writer, someone who often, who often collaborates with yeah. with companies. It's the first what, time that I hear that. What I'm looking for always in a company is that they have good ethics and that their ethics mirror mine. Yeah. And so like plastic is 
is a big thing for me. I mean, some companies, they'll give you one plastic bottle yeah. in the morning and then expect you to reuse it. Okay. I've never come across one that's given me, you're the first company that's given me a metal one. Um, but also, it wasn't just the bottles. It was like lunch came in glass containers as well to reuse. The sandwiches were selling. kind of wrapping them in cellophane or, yes. or, or plastic. So that's always important to me, that a company... But the bottles, how did it work during the day? Do you have the, uh, did you take the bottle on the archaeological site? Yeah, so I took the, the bottle and then the bottle was just refilled every time we got back to and the van. And that's okay, that's, the that experience is... Oh, that's me just not trying yeah, to uh, I mean, get, no, no, get no. some first-hand feedback. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it, it makes much more sense. And also, the, the double insulated. Yes, yeah. the double walls, so, they do not sweat, I mean, they keep it just cold. Just having a bottle that's double insulated in the Caribbean it's something that you need to do those plastic <laughs> bottles are going to heat up they're going to fill Plus they gonna, sweat I gonna, don't like the, the water they're going to fill the water with like the plastic nasty chemicals which are going to ingest like BPA everything like like you just shouldn't be drinking warm water from plastic. Like it's just, it's really not it's really not good. Like don't do it. Um, and it's if you want to drink warm water, whereas if you have a like a double lined metal bottle, yeah, it's going to keep the water cold, and that's what you want. <laughs> what, what I really enjoy about them, they do not sweat. Yeah. A cold water bottle, not double insulated, it sweats. You always yeah. have your fingers wet. I just don't like that. Yeah. That's weird. Pay the extra money, get a double lined water <laughs> bottle. Oh, okay. Anything else? No. Great. <laughs> I, 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 let me check. We are probably already half an hour in again. Uh, always time runs. Yeah, 29 minutes. Awesome. Thank you very much. Claire, you are right now uh, writing uh, a blog post about your experience as yeah. well. So if you were listening to it and you want to uh, read about it as well, uh, feel free to visit our blog on k.tours. Um, you will read and hear more in the future from <laughs> and about Claire. I'm very happy uh, that she's here. Very welcome. And uh, if you're still listening, you are awesome. If you like what we are doing, well, give it a a like, a thumb up, a bubble, a heart or whatever makes that thing <laughs> float in the internet. Thank you very much, Claire. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye.